Welcome to this week's episode of the Ramblin' Ronalds podcast, hosted by Jesse Ronalds. Um, this week, we're going to have uh, my dear friends on the podcast, uh, Nicole and Trevor Phillips. Um, they happen to be from San Antonio. They're also uh, college friends of my wife, uh, Jill Winters. And, um, you know, this week we're just going to, you know, just have a conversation and an interview. So, you guys say hi. Oh. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hi. Uh, to be here. Yes. Thank you so much for having us, Jesse. Yeah, no problem. Um, I hope this is, uh, goes well, but we'll see. Uh, so, uh, you guys met my wife in college. At Tulane, so yeah. like in a yeah. All right. Yes, so your wife was really responsible for our marriage in part. Oh yeah, is that right? Oh yeah, I think I heard that one time. But so like, how that uh, how how exactly did that scenario happen? Nicole. Well. <laughs> Jill and I were best friends before Trevor was even at Tulane. And when Trevor started as a freshman, I guess I I had a little crush on him, but I was too afraid to really express that because he was so much younger than me. And Jill really just sort of helped nudge me along by always encouraging me to text Trevor and invite him to do stuff with us. Yeah, I think she, like, hijacked Nicole's phone and, and texted me <laughs> a couple times. Oh, man. Oh, man, that's pretty intense. Like, so, like, like, so, like, do you know the first time you guys, like, actually hung out? I remember the first time that... Trevor, that I, I met Trevor because we had a lot of mutual friends. Okay. And I had sort of heard about him, and, you know, I am from Houston, and so I heard, like, oh, there's this freshman kid, Trevor, like, he's really cool, he's from San Antonio, and I always like to connect with fellow Texans, so I was uh. sort of, you know, interested to meet him. Well, I don't know who all these people who thought I was cool was, this is odd. But I'm, I'm excited about it. Oh, Jill just so came we in. Met at a mutual friend's apartment, and I don't really remember what, much of the specifics of what we did. I just remember that Trevor was wearing an Obama t shirt. Oh, and you saw that and you were like, wowed, or like, you thought it was cool? Yeah, or? That's, when she, that's when she started having the doubt. It wasn't going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> I was a pretty good McCain supporter at the time. Oh, yeah. uh, you were McCain supporter, Nicole? I was, yeah. I was the treasurer of the Tulane College Republicans. Oh, wow. Oh, so, I mean, McCain was pretty cool. I mean, he was a POW of Vietnam. He was a Navy pilot. Yeah, he he really embodied a lot of things that were missing in modern politics, I think. He had a lot of good character. Yeah, I like veterans, no matter what shape or form they come from. You know, because I know what it means to serve. Oh, so, 
Yeah. Okay, so Jill came in. Hi. Audience. Um. Jill, what's happening? Hey. <laughs> yeah. Not much. Heard the story about how you two met. Yeah, yeah. I also would like to share the story of the first time that we came to San Antonio. <laughs> Uh, please do please do so Jill and Nicole had never been to San Antonio before and I had been to San Antonio okay, but Jill yeah well anyways they were going to stay at my house and I met them downtown at the Riverwalk and they were their plan was to like follow me back in my car and just drive to my house together and I realized that they had no idea what my house looked like so I could take them anywhere and they would believe that it was my house so I drove to the like riskiest biggest mansion part of San Antonio <laughs> and pulled up to the largest mansion awesome. possible okay. and then parked there and tried tried for like 30 seconds to pretend that it was my house <laughs> Which was pretty funny at the time, but then we drove like one block away to get to his actual house where we got to stay in his back house, which we had for ourselves with puffy cloud beds and the med maid came and washed our towels every day. So reality wasn't actually that far away from his prank. <laughs> it was so ridiculous how awkward Trevor was at well, I live here, and you're just like, okay, let's go in, and then it wasn't his house, <laughs> and then he takes us to another mansion, so we're just like, what, which mansion is it? So he's just, so it's like fictional mansions left and right, from what I'm hearing? It was fiction and reality, it was... his real mansion. Yeah. Oh. Yes, we actually stayed in his... Their converted carriage house. Oh, guest man. house. Oh, so like, did some yeah. Spanish settler previously live there eons ago? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. That would have been pretty cool. <laughs> it wasn't a casita yeah. or whatever <laughs> you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was like Cortez Maybe stayed the night. Oh gosh. Would you like some olive oil? <laughs> <laughs> so that's no so what had happened was we were yes and we were hungry because i guess your mom didn't know that we actually ate or something i don't know she the portions were small and so we had all the bread with the olive oil that we were dipping the bread in and nicole i think accidentally poured all of the olive oil onto her plate. Yeah, Nicole. There was something with the olive oil. Yeah, but I needed those calories, man. It was like a vegetable lasagna, and there really wasn't very much of it. Ironically enough, Jill, you know, Trevor and I have been married for six, over six years now. We, we dated for three years before that. I've known Trevor for 10 years now. Like, that trip was about 10 years ago. And since that time, that Trevor's mom made us that lasagna. That is the only time ever in the 10 years I've known Trevor that his mom has e I've ever known his mom to cook anything. Well, I guess she knew that uh, he had a special lady coming and wanted to impress. 
I'm going to check Asher. I just heard the baby <laughs> gate fall down. Like, this was kind of the norm. Like, you know, I, my family makes lasagna. And <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> Everyone, we have a special guest who just joined us. Um, oh, Asher no. the blind dog is now in the room with us. Oh, goodness. Because he broke I down. My Asher. He broke down the baby <laughs> gate and climbed up the stairs unattended and i just want to everyone to know that he's blind so i don't know how many people met a blind dog but he's here it's a blind dog he's also available for adoption that was really impressive yeah impressive dangerous whatever you want to call it (laughs) yeah (laughs) whatever adjective you want to insert all right, back to Trevor and Nicole. Yeah, um, so like, did you guys, did you do the uh, breakfast taco tour, Trevor? When you, you know, the... Uh, f- when, 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 when did I do the breakfast taco tour? With, you know, like, when you... When Nicole when, and I visited? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. No, actually there's a good story about Trevor asking us if we wanted breakfast. Oh, yeah. I think I heard this before, but... It doesn't involve tacos, but it does involve cooking. Yeah, I I asked them if they wanted eggs, and they said yes, and I thought they were joking, so it didn't make sense. So then he never made eggs, and we just were sitting there wondering (laughs) when our eggs were coming, and then we never made them, and then we left. I had had poor social competencies back then, and now I'm slightly better. (laughs) That's just... Yeah. I've improved slightly. My favorite part about that is that we said yes. It's not like we said no sarcastically, so maybe you could misread it. Like, who says <laughs> yes is a joke? I thought it was a sarcastic yes. Uh, that's, I don't know why. I, just, I thought it was a sarcastic, like, yeah, for like breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Nicole and I do sound sarcastic sometimes. <laughs> So like, so back then, Trevor, when you said the yes, was it like every time you talked, was it one tone? So like, no one knows how to read you. Um, <laughs> that could be it, Jesse. Okay, cause like people say that of me too, cause I don't know, I I suffered of a similar situation at a younger age. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. there's that. Uh, Trevor was very. Uh, what's the right word? Dysfunctional. <laughs> like, he was just always sort of very. Like, quiet? Um, no, even Keel's right. Just very. Uh, very moderate. I don't know. Yeah. You weren't uptight, no, Trevor. He was always just very weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds, sounds like a good time. So now that we've relived all these <laughs> embarrassing memories for Trevor. I'm sorry, Trevor. Are you okay, Trevor? Okay. I'm good. Oh, okay. These are all realizations that I've already come to grips with. 
Oh, that's good. Another favorite of my favorite stories was when we asked him to turn on the radio when we were driving somewhere, and he said no. He didn't want to turn on the radio because he didn't want to alter his emotional state. Oh, man. Oh, God. Which now, as a 30-year-old, like, I totally get (laughs) <laughs> but hearing it come out of the mouth of a freshman in college. I was ahead of my time. You, you didn't understand back then. Yeah, we did. You were you were far beyond us, Trevor. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I still man. think about that phrase sometimes. Oh, man. I can't just have music on in the background. It engulfs me. Oh, man. And so it's nice when I want to be engulfed, but... It's exhausting what I don't want to be. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you're a piano major. Can you now relate to this? Yeah, I can get it now. Uh, I mean, I'm still able to have music on in the background without getting engulfed, but I definitely have found music that more easily alters my emotional state. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um... So, uh, you know, like, when when the times I've gone to San Antonio, I've always enjoyed the breakfast tacos and the Tex-Mex, so I was just wanting to, like, get some dialogue about that. So, like, I'll ask uh, each of you your favorite breakfast taco. So, first, uh, I would say, Nicole, what's your favorite breakfast taco? Oh, that's an easy one. Do you mean do you mean the restaurant, or do you mean the type of taco? The type of taco. Okay, that's an easy one for me. My classic go-to is bean and cheese. Okay. Although, recently, I've gotten very, very, very interested in the brisket taco. Oh, that's really good too. I've had one of those here, and they're pretty good. Is that a breakfast? Yeah, but breakfast I'm brisket. Say bean and cheese. Brisket, brisket means like. I know what brisket is, but you have a brisket taco for breakfast. Yeah, is that what you're saying, Nicole? That's like. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's just um, like a piece of like you know like Texas smoked beef brisket, and whatever you want on it, you can add like cheese or guacamole or salsa, or I usually just do like salsa on a tortilla and just eat it as a as a taco. For yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's it's very nutritious and filling. So like uh, refried beans, right? With the bean and cheese. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. With the bean and cheese. Yeah, it's, it's refried beans. Um, I I get mine on flour, and then all the different all the different places do the cheese differently. Some of them do like the grated cheese, some of them do like an American cheese, you know, so there's different varieties. Yeah. I, I like the sliced cheese, personally. That's a, I don't know, I like that. Yeah, it gets good and melty. Right. Yeah. Okay, Trevor, what's your favorite breakfast taco? I, th- I think... Uh, my favorite taco... It's a close call between the bean and cheese and the chilaquila. Oh, okay. Which is like egg, chips, pepper, and corn tortilla chips. Right. But 
I think if I had to pick one, I don't know. I, I, I would pick the meat and cheese, but it, it's very hard for restaurants to execute the bean and cheese with perfection. <laughs> yeah, we found that, that... That is that is the true test. We found that egg tacos are pretty easy to get right because it's kind of hard to screw up like scrambled eggs with some stuff in them. Right. Um, and, and all the places around here, they have fresh, homemade, you know, flour tortillas. So, like, the tortilla is going to be good. It's going to be fresh. Um, but the beans are, like, the real test of like how fresh it is because like it, the beans have to be really fresh they have to be co- cooked and prepared correctly and not every place does that right oh okay um do you guys ever try to make this stuff yourselves uh, i'm interested in that uh i've never tried to cook refried beans well I- I always imagine in my brain that it takes a lot of stuff. Yeah, but like you could just oh you're like if I had I imagine like blending the beans and then like cooking them on a skillet, but I have no idea how accurate any of that is. Yeah, but you could just buy refried beans in a can. Yeah, but they're not going to be the same. We used to, uh, we're talking about making breakfast tacos, we we used to make tacos, like bean and cheese tacos, and like chilaquiles tacos, and all kinds of different kinds of breakfast tacos when we lived in other places other than San Antonio, like when we lived in New Orleans, and Alabama, and Oregon, and the Mexican food was not very good. Yeah. And then our tacos were better than anything we could buy at a restaurant. But now that we live in San Antonio and and tacos are like a dollar fifty, there's no reason to try and make them ourselves. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that that makes sense. But I don't know, it just it'd be kinda of fun to do, you know. That's all. Um, okay. <laughs> I like I like to keep the mystery though, like like I said. <laughs> I don't really know how refried beans are made. Oh, uh, yeah. It's been, like, it's a little magical. Yeah, I like not to not think about what's in refried beans. That makes them so delicious. I'm sure that, I'm sure that it has some kind of large fat content. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, so, okay, so, Trevor, what do you do for a living? I teach music. Okay, so now everyone's going to be able to stalk you, Trevor. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, I teach uh, Arrow Elementary. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, I, I think I've gauged when that is. Um, okay, Jesse's literally taking notes to cut that out so people can't stalk you. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so you teach uh, kindergarten through fifth. Is that what you said? Yeah. What's your um, your favorite part about your job? The students. They 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 enjoy partaking of music and and participating in music activities, and that's very fulfilling for me. So, so you're you like the process of students learning music, right? That's your thing. 
Yeah, learning and enjoying music. That's really cool. So, like, so, like, so you teach, uh, like, choir and stuff like that. What else is it, is it, what, what, what kind of, what all do you kind of teach these people, these kids? Yeah. I mean, we, we have a choir and a ukulele club. Oh, okay. And a string class. Oh, a string yeah, class? <laughs> you said string? Yeah, it, it's a uh, violin. Yeah, we teach violin. Oh, all right. And then they join they, they orchestra in middle school. When Trevor says we, he means him because he's the only music teacher, so he does all this stuff by himself. Oh, oh wow. That's pretty yeah. impressive, Trevor. Wow. Yes, we have an, an enrollment of 900. Oh, wow. So you have an enrollment... You're you're in charge of nine hundred kids for to learning music. Yeah. Oh wow. No pressure. Yeah. That's a. <laughs> that's really. That's. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. That you can. That you're able to effectively do that. Do you have any uh, favorite stories or student interactions that you want to talk about? There's a lot that I could not share. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, wow. I'm like, can I share them without naming specific names? Probably you, not. I think I would identify who it was. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, well, recently, kids always say funny stuff. Like, a, I, I uh, walked up to a girl, and she wanted to give me a high five. I said, I can't give high fives right now because I'm sick. And she goes, oh, I thought high fives squish all the germs. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that's so cute. And completely inaccurate. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they're pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, I have another one. Like, we were doing a lockdown drill. You you know what a lockdown drill is? What? For shooters? Like, because unfortunately, they're been all these school shootings and so like we have to drill with our kids like what do we do if there's a lockdown at our school yeah and there's one there's one kid in a in a fireman shirt i was like class where would you go if there was a lockdown where would you hide in my room and this kid in the spider-man shirt pointed to the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean not not a bad idea, I guess. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that a thing like most people don't look up? Was, like pointing behind the piano and uh, in the closet. Mm-hmm. He was like pointing up in the ceiling. I'm like, okay. One of my favorite <laughs> stories that Trevor has told me is like he'll try and quiz his students. Like he'll sing them a song and then he'll ask them questions about the song. Like, what was the name of the little girl in that song? And the kids will all like get really excited and raise their hands, and then he'll like call on one, like in like kindergarten or something. And he would like call on one and be like, "Okay, what's the what's the name of the animal in the song?" And then they have, they have total non sequiturs. Like, I went to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I went to Chuck E. It's like, okay, well, but what's the name of the animal in the song? Oh man. Well, obviously, they were thinking about Mouse, which made him think about Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. They got their logic. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's pretty funny. That's uh, funny about the. Texting a kid being in that headspace, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, it's funny that the kid thought he was Spider Man. <laughs> hey, don't crush his dreams. <laughs> yeah, but it's physically impossible. <laughs> he doesn't know that. Just, yeah. He thinks you put on the shirt and anything is possible. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Kids are impressionable. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Kindergarten's one of my favorite ages because they're still so excited to learn and they're excited to behave well and they're so easy to reward. Um, do, is yeah. there a certain grade that you prefer teaching over uh, oh, the yeah. most? Uh, well, they're all different. You get to see the nice things about each of them. I, I've become very fond of third grade. Mm. I call it the middle school of elementary school. <laughs> yeah, that's... That seems pretty accurate. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just said that seems pretty accurate. Yeah, it's like they're still, like, like they can they know a lot of things, and they can do some things, but they're not, they don't have, like, the self-consciousness that starts to develop in fourth grade some, and then especially in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I taught uh, disaster preparedness to K through three, and third was always my my least favorite because they were the hardest to control. Oh, because really? they were they did have all those ideas and all those you know they were starting to feel like little young adults or young teenagers or whatever. Yeah. And teacher Jill did not appreciate the dissonance in the classroom. <laughs> the unruliness. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's that's not hard to imagine at all. <laughs> Rude. All right, let's talk about let's talk to Nicole for a little bit. Yeah. Okay, Nicole, what do you do for a living? I am a prosecutor. Yes. That, all right. And do you know what that is? I know what a prosecutor <laughs> is. Oh well. This is I great. like how Jesse just said. Yes. <laughs> As if you said you was making sure you would say the right thing. Oh, I, I'm <laughs> sorry. I don't know. I'm bad. Um, I know what a prosecutor is. So, so you prosecute criminals in San Antonio, and yes. And you're you press and you're up to what felonies now instead of misdemeanors. Yes. You so started I am, yeah, so I am currently assigned to the felony trial division. So I prosecute uh, basically felonies at all levels, everything from murders to um, low-level drug and death-type offenses. Okay. And, um, I mean, does it, I mean... You seem like you have the resolve to handle that sort of uh, job, but like, does it, like, does, does this job like uh, mentally affect you? Because uh, um, I guess um, I guess you could say that it does. It's very stressful, as you might imagine, especially doing it in such a large city where 
there are a lot of gangs here in San Antonio and there's a lot of, you know, human trafficking and, and drug trafficking and a lot of gun violence and stuff like that. And so, you know, reading about, hearing about, seeing that every single day can be kind of psychologically taxing because at the end of the day, you know, I still live in the city. Right. Um, so I would say, like, that's the number one effect it's had on me is sort of just, like, made me more aware of my own personal safety. Yeah, that's fair. Because, I mean, it's, I mean, it's pretty dangerous. I mean, it's dangerous all around this country, so. I would probably just assume that every person I saw was out to murder me if I was a prosecutor. Yeah. Which is a good thing I'm yeah. not. It's hard not to. It's like I, I really like I want to give people the benefit of the doubt, and I want to be trusting. But it's definitely affected the way that I, uh, I guess, like the way that I approach my own personal safety, and and just like reading about so many. You know, I, I would say the majority of of cases that I that I have is like you know, gang members committing crimes against other gang members or drug dealers committing crimes against other drug dealers or things like that. But we do still have a lot of cases where, you know, just totally random innocent people are getting robbed or mugged or stabbed or shot or, you know. And so, like, it's those cases that you really, it's really hard to let go of those cases, you know, when you're seeing just totally innocent people that either got caught in the crossfire or you know, just happen to be a victim of opportunity or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's awful. So I'm wondering what your dinner conversations are like. Does, like, Trevor come in and say, like, some kid told me about their trip to Chuck E. Cheese today. And then you're like, oh, I put someone away for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Is that how it goes? <laughs> That's basically it. Sure. I'll, I'll tell him the facts of, you know, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I have this case. I met with the victim today, and I'll tell him about all the grisly details about how horrific it was and how bad I feel for this poor lady, you know, who got robbed while she was with her three-year-old baby or, you know, what, like, whatever, like, how horrific it is or whatever. Um and Trevor will just be like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Does it help that you're able to balance each other out with such different career choices? It, it does. I think we always, what Trevor likes to tell people is that he sort of sees people kind of at the beginning of their lives when there's like so much hope and like even, you know, even for like the poorly behaved kids and stuff like that, like there's still time left to shape and mold them and to, for them to like get their lives on track and, yeah. and become like productive members of society. And when I, by the time that I see them, it's like they've sort of made all of the wrong choices to get them to the point where I come in contact with them. So that's a really great, great way to look at it. And uh, basically if Trevor does his job right, you won't have as much work to do. Right. Yeah, a great point, Jill. <laughs> I will be uh, reminding Nicola frequently. <laughs> Glad I could help. I, I'm also, like, I think it helps us not be able to rant as much because we just, like, it's just, like, hard to comprehend 
like when you're doing such different things, like we don't understand all the technicalities and stuff, like because we're just in totally different worlds all the time, and so there's only so much griping you can do. Yeah, that's a really good but good yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's so it's nice to have someone to talk to about you know what you're going through and all that. It's always helpful. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. But then it's also nice to be able to step back and be like, okay, well, I just, you know. It's not that important in this one. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, well, I'm really stressed about X, Y, and Z things related to this case or this trial or this whatever it is. But then, like, you get home and then I try and tell Trevor about it and he doesn't understand 80% of what I'm talking about, or <laughs> vice versa, so then I'm just like, okay, I just have to let it go, and then we just get to, like, focus on spending time together and doing things that we like to do together. Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, I think a lot of people could learn a lesson from that. Jesse just gave me a really, like, knowing look. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I don't know. I, I guess just I need to stop complaining I about work. Over the phone. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so Nicole, what's your favorite part about your job? Um, well, I, I really love, I mean, the reason I, I became a lawyer because, you know, I thought that it would be something that I would be good at. And also because I wanted to do something where I could really make a difference in, in helping people. And so I think my number one favorite thing kind of generally about my job is that I'm able to put my education like that I feel very blessed and lucky to um, have had the opportunity to get and use it to do something good not just like make money or whatever you know I'm helping our community making it a safer place making it a better place to live and so generally I think that's my favorite thing but I really really love trying cases I love being a trial I love um, just like it's it's like the most thrilling and exhilarating thing getting up in front of a jury and, um, you know, telling them about my cases and trying to, you know, convince them of, you know, like, you know, what my theory of the case is the right theory of the case and putting on the evidence. It's just like, you know, I mean, it's like law and order in real life. And I'm kind of like the, the puppeteer of all of the evidence, trying to make sure that it comes out the way that I want it to. And, strategizing all the different you know rules of evidence and things like that like that aspect is just so fun and exciting and that's what i love the most that's why I, no matter what i do we'll we'll hopefully get to stay a trial lawyer well all right well, it's i mean it's it's always important for people to find something that they're passionate about mm-hmm. and i don't know right now this podcast is something i've something i've Growing fond of and and you know I like technology in general and I'm always enjoying what I'm doing at work generally. Maybe not yeah, my. I'm super pumped that you can come into podcasting. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a great hobby for you, Jesse. Yeah, I'm really excited for you. Yeah, I mean. Also, my inner vanity loves being interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, you should have seen how long and how many test phone calls we did to get this uh, system set up so that he could do phone interviews. He was getting really, really into it. 
Yeah, I mean, Which it's is good. This is fun to do. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I, I like talking to people and seeing what, you know, how they see things. And, and I mean, I've always liked podcasts in general, and why not do it myself, you know? It yeah, doesn't it's really important to have hobbies that incorporate things that you love and that you're passionate about and um, that are something that you can do kind of, you know, like that you can be really, that you can really fully invest yourself in that aren't work. Yeah, and besides me playing video games incessantly, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, and that are also productive. <laughs> right. Video games are productive. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But this is cool because I get to be involved, whereas the video games he plays are one player for the most part. Yeah, mostly. I did try to, like, get Jesse to let me be in on his video game. What was that one you played uh, where you parachute out of the airplane? Oh, PUBG. PUBG. So I tried to, like, get into PUBG, which actually was really fun, and I really got into it. But I get really nervous playing this type of game, so I needed Jesse to watch me and teach me. And I was just so bad that it was, like, physically painful for him to watch me. Even though I wasn't bad, actually. I just had a different strategy than he did. And so... Like, y'all need to make a live YouTube video of of Jesse's face while you play PUBG. Like, like it'll show the PUBG screen and you, but then it'll be, like, 90% just Jesse's face. That's actually a pretty good idea. I I do want to take a moment to brag that I won the very first time I played. It was a fluke, like my uh, phone died, so I my character didn't move, so I won. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I was like top five when my phone died. Well, for the audience to know about players on underground, wait, what unknown battleground? So that's the what PUBG stands for. It's made by a company in China, so they're very well made. It's like the first Fortnite, right? Yeah, it's. A, I think it's the precursor to Fortnite. It's, it's a battle royale, a hundred people going against one another, and I think the version Jill's playing has a lot of computer-generated players playing. Yeah, well, I had it on easy or something. I mean, I don't even know There's how to work There's not a difficulty. Up. Oh. Well, whatever. Anyways, so... Details. This game is, you know... You can see how video games aren't good for our marriage just based on this conversation. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, yeah. Video games have been pretty good for our marriage, actually, because I hate playing video games, but I I really, really, really enjoy watching Trevor play video games. It's like a miracle, like, like something that my high school self would daydream about. (laughs) <laughs> getting a girl that wants to watch you play video games yeah man that's yeah. pretty cool yeah. yeah i even knew it was unrealistic it's like, <laughs> like a fancy that i knew was totally unrealistic but it happened yeah. not, i would say not every video game but she likes legend of zelda oh I, I love i love watching trevor play legend of zelda i've now we're now playing Breath of the Wild on our new Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And this will be the third Legend of Zelda game that I've watched him play completely through. Oh, I've heard that one's really good. Oh, so you watched... What, did you play Ocarina of Time for 
Nicole, I mean, Trevor, yeah, uh, sorry. No, I played it, but I, but I didn't play it for her. Oh, that was I, back in the I, day. When I was younger. Yeah, it was younger some... college. Did y'all do Twilight Princess? Yeah, we did Twilight Princess. That was the first game. That was, that was what really made me fall in love. That was like... She, she likes the bug-catching side mission. Yeah, I, my favorite thing to do is like... I like watching him do the dungeons and do the main stuff or whatever, but I like to like look up online how to do like the side these like weird random side quests oh yeah you like okay into like how to like oh you need to go like find this dragonfly over in this meadow right here yeah i'd be like okay we need to go to see ganon now and she'd be like no 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 there's another beetle <laughs> there's a beetle in this other province <laughs> so we must acquire yeah. <laughs> yeah you gotta like Finish, like, do it all before you go play the boss. I did that with the Ocarina of Time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Uh, so, um, Jill was telling me that you guys are training for a triathlon. Uh, what made you want to do that? Just, you just kind of... What made Nicole want to do that? I don't know. Oh, you're not when doing it, Trevor? When do it is me wanting to do it and him not wanting me to be cooler than him. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. oh man. I'm fear of missing out. <laughs> and what makes me want to do it is, uh, I don't know, I have been on a fitness journey for the past, like, five years or so starting from like a time when I was in terrible terrible shape and just ate whatever I wanted to and never worked out and then slowly started becoming a runner and then just recently pretty much achieved all of my weight loss goals and and in the process really really started to love long distance running but I also have a bad knee, so I know that I can't really become like a marathoner or anything like that. It just wouldn't be good for my body. So I decided, well, I want to do some kind of extreme sports. And I thought, well, triathlon sounds cool because it would take some of the pressure off of my knee. And I was a swimmer in high school. Um, and I don't know, biking can't be that hard, right? So let's just put it all together and and I'm not saying it's actually easy because we started doing it and it actually is hard but that was my thought process was biking can't be that hard compared to running and swimming so I can learn how to do it and I don't know it just seems like a fun challenge to our fitness goals and so to the audience, people who don't know, me and Trevor were uh, runners in high school, but lived in completely different places. You ran cross country and track, right, Trevor? I only ran cross country. Oh, really? I did. Oh, I did both. Yeah, Nicole was every other sport, basically. I, uh, I think I used to... Usually, like, the long distance, like, the one mile and the two mile. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so... What was your top mile time? Uh, 5.38. Oh, 
Back. Yeah, I mean, I obviously can't do that anymore, but <laughs> I don't know, let myself go, but. <laughs> and. Bad, 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 Jesse. Huh? Do what? That's bad. That's really bad. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was. That's like 19. Yeah, I mean. It would feel like. If somebody asked me to run a 538 pace, it would be like sprinting. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was a guy that ran the Brook 5 on our team. Uh, yeah, that was pretty intense. Uh, it's nice and flat here in Louisiana. Yeah. Where well, they run. Yeah, and, and then uh, I think he went to go run for a college... But I think he finally gave it up after a while. Yeah. But, uh, like, Nicole, so the your triathlon, so how long's the swim? So, well, there's different distances of triathlon. There's, like, kind of four main distances. Um, but the, the, I guess, like, most popular standard distance is what's called an Olympic length triathlon which is the the triathlon that we're going to do is an olympic triathlon okay and so the swim is just under a mile it's 1500 meters oh wow 0.93 miles and have you signed up for this already yes registered oh wow so so is it going to be like in a lake or something or yeah, so the, the triathlon that we registered for is in July in, in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, and so you're going to Colorado. Oh, wow. That should be fun. Is there, like, wildlife in there? Uh, I don't know about in the reservoir, but there is wildlife on, I mean, like, I mean, it's Colorado, so, like, yeah, there's wildlife around you as you're doing the triathlon. People have collided with bears. Yeah. yeah. On, the, on the cycling. What? Not, not while jogging. But a cyclist did hit a bear and fall off her bike. Jeez. Did she get eaten? Was the bear okay? Did the person get eaten? I need more. No. Fine. They, they, they both survived and were fine. Bears are like bricks. They, but they bear probably didn't even probably weigh like 200 pounds or something like. Yeah. So and then, uh, <laughs> man, that's pretty intense. So like running into a bear, it would suck. Yeah. Bad. I'm pretty sure I. So what we discovered about cycling is. The, the, the road bikes that you use to do these triathlons are like super fast. Like you don't realize if you've never ridden like a really, really lightweight, fast bike, how fast they can really go with very minimal effort. And there's lots of like hills and stuff because boulders in the mountains, right? Right. So um, I could imagine if you were going down a hill, like you could be, you know, you could be like in the 30 plus mile per hour range. Maybe faster than that. Like jump out in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you can do. Yeah, I guess you gotta try to, I don't know, drift. 
<laughs> this sounds like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, are you get when you guys do the the cycling? Are you gonna use the bikes with the clicking shoes and the pedals? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. We have yet to practice. Like we have the pedals, but we just got our bikes uh, about a month, month and a half ago, and we have we've been learning a lot about about cycling and bikes and stuff like that. We just got our pedals installed, and we've got the shoes with the cleats and everything. So that's one of our next steps is practicing the clipping in and clipping out um, while while biking and stuff. Oh yeah. That should be cool. And yeah, that, and, and that, actually this weekend we're gonna go. We got um, wetsuits for the swim, and uh, we're gonna go up to my parents' um, lake house, and they're gonna follow us in their boat while we practice swimming in the lake in our wetsuits. Well, man, this gonna, is really intense. Yeah, and then so you do the swim. And then, wait, did I ask you how long the biking was? Is it? Like 24.6 miles. 28, 24. 8 miles. Okay, so 24.8. And then, was it a 5K after that? It's a 10K. 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 Damn. So, it's six, 6 miles, right? 6.6, 6, right? I want to say. 6.2. 6.2. Okay, so 5K is 3.1. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Damn. Uh, well, good luck. Uh, that's awfully intense. Um, you guys drink a lot yeah, of water. I'm, that I'm really excited. <laughs> it, we did a practice. We did our first practice run triathlon a couple of weeks ago or about a month or so ago. And it was a lot of fun. I, I, you get a lot of adrenaline. I guess, I, I mean, it's probably fun from your viewpoint. Others wouldn't think the same, but... We would go to Boulder <laughs> and cheer you on, and that could be fun, drinking an iced coffee on the sideline. Yeah, and then... Well, you're welcome to. It's July 14th. Oh, all right. I do love screaming and cheering. And a certain substance is legal. Um, but, um, never... Nevertheless, um, so, uh, yeah, it, 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 I don't know, it, I mean, good luck, you guys, and, uh, that's, uh, pretty, I mean, I could, I, I couldn't imagine doing that right now. Yeah, that's a really epic goal. The only thing I could probably imagine right now is doing a 5K. I mean, I could probably do that right now, but, I, I don't know. I have a lot of knee pain as well, Nicole, so that's what's probably kept me from running, but... I don't know. I kind of want to yeah. start back. And, like, the only exercise I was doing was, like, on a bike or something, something low impact on my knees because I didn't want right. to hurt something. But Yeah, yeah, I had to do a lot. I, I hurt my knee really bad last fall. Yeah. Um, I had, like, over the summer, like, in August and September of last year, I was running, like, 25 miles a week, and then my knee got really hurt and so for like three months I was totally not running at all and I was having to just cycle instead and I didn't have my bike yet so I was just doing the recumbent bike at the gym and 
honestly doing that was what made me realize how much I love long distance running because I just like all I wanted to do was like be outside and not be like on a bike like I just wanted to be free to like just run like that's all I wanted to do. That's been a long journey when we first started dating she would like always tell me about how she just never was long distance runner are you uh, Trevor are you guys far are you guys are you far from your phones Mike cause it got a little blow there for a second I know but I picked it back up oh okay there it is yeah um yeah, this, you, uh, good luck, you guys. It sounds like, I mean, it's always good to have, you know, good fitness goals like that. And I don't know, I should probably sign up for a 5K or, or at least start running again. So, um, well, uh, thanks, you guys, for being on the podcast this week. I think, uh, you know, it's a good stopping point. It's been like 50 minutes. So you guys, you know. It's a good length. But, um, you know, I want to give a shout-out to Trevor. Last week he helped, uh, you know, try to save uh, the audio for the podcast. You know, he was a co-producer, I would say, of... Was that episode right. se- episode 7? Was that episode 7? It was. So, yeah. So, uh, y- y- did you guys listen to that episode? I have it. Well, I listened to the parts that I edited. Okay. So I, I listened to the whole thing. Okay, that's fine. But, um, it, it's, it should be, I, I, I need a, all right, well, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, you guys take care, and thanks for coming on this week's episode of the Ramblin' Runnels podcast. Um, hope to hear from you soon, so, good night, you guys. Good night. Good night. Thanks so much for having us. Uh, oh, yeah, no problem. Bye. Bye. Right. We love you. Bye. Love you. Oh, bye. So what we should... So, thanks Trevor and Nicole once again for coming on this week's episode of the Ramblin' Reynolds podcast. Um... If you guys have anything, like, topics-wise, you can uh, hit me up at ramblinrunnels at gmail.com. R-A-M-B-L-I-N-R-U-N-N-E-L-S at gmail.com. Topics, anything that you guys want me to talk about, you can email me there. It would help keep this podcast going. Also, I, uh, another separate thing I want to say is is that, you know, when I asked Nicole about the mental health thing, I really want to push for, you know, people to be positive and, you know, mental health is something that, you know, I don't know if every people every person takes it into consideration, and you know, it's it's something people should think about at least and you know, take it seriously, because, you know, I struggle with it, and and I think it's something, it's important. 
Um, anyways, um, I hope you guys find this podcast enjoyable. I enjoyed doing it. Um, you can find my podcast on Spotify, iTunes, uh, the Google Play Store, and SoundCloud. Um, and uh, thanks for listening.